Chun wanting to go deep. And he's got him! 81-yard reception! Here's a big hole! Look out! He is gone! Travion Henderson! And hand to Brees Hall. Brees Hall! Painter once again! There and here is an onside kick. Fielded by Blue McCoy! What a grab! Khalil Shakir! Welcome to episode 26 of the Burning the Red Shirt podcast. I am your host, Zach Tao, and as always, Andrew Katz and Chris Kay are with me tonight. Um, you guys ready to get into some college football? Dude, let's do it. Hell yeah. Yes. It's Answer. finally here. So, We've only been drafting since like February. Right. And... Answer yes. So it's funny you say that because I was thinking about this at work today. I said... You know, we've, we have all this preparation, all this studying, all this research that we do from basically January until now to try to get an upper hand on your teams. It's almost, it's not quite like studying for like a final and then you get there and you, it's not really a test because you still don't have anything under control because it's still out of your hands. So I was trying to think of something how you could compare it to and it felt like when you are you study for a test and you get to the test and there's shit on the test that you did not have prepared and that's what i feel like every year college football does this we'll have some inevitable week zero week one guy that nobody really expected to take off and he takes off or a guy that we expected to be good he isn't good um but that's my little I would say I think it's I think that's a good comparison, except maybe alter it and say like that theory or whatever you studied. It's actually maybe a little bit different. Like, okay, you know what? Like one plus one doesn't equal two, and now we go four. Like everything you you prepared for, it just it it's not what you prepared for. Yeah, it's not what not what it's like. I don't care how how well astute you are in depth charts for Sunbelt teams, there's going to be surprises that you were not prepared for. Um, and we'll get into some of all this, like this stuff. But um, week zero, um, I know we've got a bunch of drafts that we've done. You guys have done the best ball. Was it Champion Series? Championship Series? Champion Series, yeah. yeah. Hosted um, by Debbie Warehouse. Is that his? I think that's right. Twitter name? I'm, yeah. I'm not yeah. in it, but you guys are in it. And, um, Andrew took the time today. Um, he took tons of time to do it, by the way. What, what kudos kudos to Andrew that he compiled the ownership numbers of all these players between you um, you and Andrew. Both have all your rosters on here. So there, you want to start with quarterbacks and talk about which quarterbacks you both decided to kind of put all your stock in this year? Yeah. You didn't, dude, you, you, you should have thrown it to me uh, about the uh, – the comparison of college football and everything, because I, I, hearing you talk about it, I, I have two good comps. Oh, then let's redo it real quick. Yeah, okay. decent comps. Talk anymore, and back to Zach. Let's go. <laughs> so, Andrew, um, how do you compare college football you, to so, your studying aspect? Like all summer and long, he, you. And then one. Could be. I mean, the more tame one, and I guess more relatable one, is just like go uh, like a debate room in college. 
or something like that look where you 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 prepare right uh, optimally and you bring in experience skills and all those things and uh and knowledge and but then once you actually get into the fray like anything can kind of happen and yeah your ability like I, I think about this a lot through the lens of how mainly with like just generally speaking public speaking and uh stuff of that ilk where you're only going to be able to be dynamic with uh in that moment if you have experience if you have that requisite skill set if you have that foundational confidence and like the people make it look really easy make it look really uh like just pivoting on the spot kind of deal but it's really not that right it come all the ability to do stuff like that comes from the experiences that you've gained, the confidence that you had, the knowledge that you have. And obviously things are subject to change in the moment, but the only way that you can really kind of go with the flow and pivot is if you have all, have those requisite skills and have that, uh, that experience and that knowledge. The other thing that uh, came to mind, like kind of is uh, the hunger games, right? So you, you, they do all this preparation um, and spend all this time training for it, but then like you get thrown in the maze and all of a sudden, like, a tiger's trying to kill you and how much yeah. does it really matter kind of deal right. well, all, all of that preparation just goes out the window just yeah. trying to survive at this point exactly yeah so <laughs> that's that's actually really funny because like I, I don't care like even in years past like you might feel like you're confident man these guys are gonna be, I'm, I'm gonna win the league this year my team's so good then you get to week week three week four and you're like man my team is not how this is not how it was supposed to go um, and it happens to everybody pretty every year. Guys on your team put a lot of stock in, and we'll get to that. Who guys have stock in? But there's guys that won't pan out. It just that's just the way it goes. Um, so, uh, go saying that. Do you guys want to go ahead and talk about who you guys put your stock in? Yeah, so I mean, I've got my I've got my Hawaii uh, shirt on right with this being kind of our, our last show before week zero Hawaii. I think they're still technically the, the nightcap, uh, right? Nevada and New Mexico State settled on, a, I think, a time slot barely ahead of Hawaii on, yeah. on the calendar. So, um, yeah, it felt appropriate to, to wear the, some Hawaii swag for this being our last show, most likely. But, I mean, that being said, if we if we got a few... Last show before football starts. Yeah. Okay. I'm not above... I'm not above uh, making an accord with our audience though that if we got a, an underdog sign up and deposit or two I, I could i could see us doing another show before week zero kicked off just a handshake agreement um but you know what That's this fair. might this might end up being the last show i guess we'll say <laughs> so guys go on while, while we're there before chris jumps in here while you're here you haven't signed up with underdog yet i'm not going to read a, a, a cheesy ad but if you haven't signed up Sign up with the code BTR or BTR pod. Have your deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. Anyway, Chris, let's we're going to talk about later in terms of picks. We've tweeted out picks, please. If you're here to listen and enjoy, do it responsibly, check out the link (laughs) and then we'll go from there. You'll get an idea of who we like. Even if we don't talk about the specific picks, you'll have an idea of what, Underdog does a great job. It's fun. The the inner graphics look great. Awesome. Whatever. Talk about Clay Millen and how if he doesn't do awesome, you're <laughs> going to be in last place, Andrew. Please, because it's actually Zach, want, want, incredible want to, the, to see how you do this. Zach, do you want to bring up the spreadsheet? Did you want me to bring it up? Because I thought okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Go, let's share it for all three of the people who are actually watching the, the, <laughs> the video version of this. 
Right. So yeah. we're gonna get like twenty four people to watch the actual yeah. thing. Well, let's I would give a, say let's that... give a, we've danced around the context of the the tournament that Greg shut, set up for twelve of us throughout the off season. I I honestly don't know if I could do this again next season in the same sense of like okay, can I actually do go from February to August of being so locked into college football uh, every oh. single month with this tournament kind of anchoring me. Um, I think I need to find ways to like me be more efficient with my time and actually get find a way to get somewhat of a, a real break from CFB. But I'm sure I'll change my mind as soon as the natty's over. Uh, but the long and see, short of the tournament set up. Can 12 you guys see guys. that? What was that? Can you guys see yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tw- 12 of us, the same 12 of us come together uh, basically twice a month, every two weeks, something of that ilk uh, to draft a, a team. We draft 28 eight players, start two quarterback, uh, two running back, three receiver. <laughs> two tight end, uh, 28, 28 rounds, PPR, uh, tight end is two PPR. Uh, so, so you can imagine the impact. So it's tight end premium and yeah. you have two that you have to start. So that's yeah, yeah, like yeah. the really, that was the big thing I was going to make yep. sure we focused on. Best ball, um, overall prize for, uh, I think the most points across all 12 teams and then payouts for uh, winning each of the leagues as well. Uh, so there's an incentive to kind of shoot for the stars while also if you kill it in an individual league, you're going to, yeah, you're going to get pretty close to getting uh, your money back. Um, so that being said, I took the the approach, of course, of just uh, being a kid in a candy store and just grabbing the players that I like without uh, really uh, trying, really not trying to do too much much of kind of balance and uh, do smart ownership stuff. I just kind of kept drafting the guys that I wanted over and over because I'm confident in those guys. And uh, fortunately, I uh, I mean, it's a long way from February to August. A lot can change, but I was, as you can, you'll see from, as we go position by position, a lot of the guys that I really liked, I kind of stuck with them from beginning to end and just kept getting them uh, over and over. Uh, quarterbacks that I found myself grabbing over and over. So uh, Clay Mellon, uh, he his his draft stock never really moved in this throughout the entire tournament. I was getting him. I think the earliest I ever paid was the 11th round, and the latest I got him was. The 15th round, I don't think that there's a huge, any real kind of curve or year one uh, kind of down or I don't, I don't know what the right word is. I guess learning curve associated with the, the moving of the Norbell system from Nevada, Colorado State. Millen's already had a year in the offense. This isn't a Ty Ganji situation with where a guy that had no talent representative of what it takes to be successful in that system taking over for Norvell offense. This is four-star guy who was recruited by Norvell, spent a year backing up Carson Strong, and now he's going to just come in and kill it. Um, so I this got is him. out of 12 drafts, right? Yeah, I got him 10 okay. times. Okay. Dude, I, so I was going to save this this rant for – rant's probably not the right word. I wanted to, be, to say it to the person's face, but I'm not going to be able to because – Joe uh, from CFF site didn't put together those uh, those like one on one on one kind of things where th- like three of us get together and just talk for a while. But it was going to be me, Froten, and Kyle, I think, uh, this year, and which would have been awesome because I have a bone to pick with Froten with Fro- with breaking up my perfect game with a bun single, taking Clay Millen in like the seventh draft of these <laughs> things. Um, I had him, I think the first six and I, I was, re- I was fully prepared to go 12 for 12. And then he got him in, I think the seventh and eighth. And then I, 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 I got him the last uh, four to close it out. Um, I, Evan Prater really could end up looking really bad here. I, I think the way it ends up ultimately playing out 
is that he doesn't uh, he, he, that we see Ben Bryant get fed to the dog, the Hogs in Week One, and <laughs> that goes really badly, and then Prater just kind of uh, takes things over from there. But Excellent. I was I was fully confident until we got to August that it was going to be the Prater show, and then we just we see how camp's starting to play out, and of course Ben Bryant's mm-hmm. going to look better in shorts and uh, and uh, just kind of uh, throwing the ball <laughs> in without going live, right? That's not Prater's game. Prater's game is let's let's do. You're looking at me like I'm crazy, Chris. But <laughs> I just I'm very curious about what you think Ben Bryant looks like in shorts. Dude, have, Ben Ben Bryant is that dude that gets off the bus, and that dude is just a quarterback. He's got the arm. He uh can he can th- he can th- he can, th- he, can th- he can throw it nice and seven on seven and make it look good. But that I I took that the wrong way. <laughs> I followed. <laughs> I had no college football relevance to it. I just was messing <laughs> yeah. with you. <laughs> uh, I was operator uh, for a little bit. You're not things. wrong with that. I, I think you're 100% right in terms of the Ben Ryan thing. I think, you yeah. know, even if he is the starter, I mean, it'd be, like Cincinnati is going to be like a 7-5 and five team if Ben Bryant's their quarterback the whole time. Yeah. Like that's how bad I think he is. Prater, you have the risk of like the uh, – you know the lower floor in a sense because I think he could just be trash and there's a there's a world yeah. where he is trash definitely but like there's also a world oh, where he's a Ritter and they go eleven and one or twelve and zero and they hit a championship game like that's like and Ben Bryant does not have that we and just saw this dude go six other and areas six in the that Mac they can handle that for you he just went six and six in the MAC with the best trio of receivers Rece- in the MAC yeah receiving core was awesome right. yeah. And he was throwing for like sub 100 yards some games. But all right, the, let's move on to another one. Prater eight times. Your third so one's Chandler Moore. This is my favorite one. That I'll, I'll let you talk at some point, Chris. <clears throat> Honestly, we could do this for hours. Like I could just talk about my guys and why <laughs> yeah, they're going to the show out. But the this one is that the, I probably this is the one that you, like you probably have or maybe are earning the most street cred for. Because this is, this you is, were you were drafting Chandler Morris, and I was like, "What do I even know anymore? Like, what does Andrew know? <laughs> like, why are we drafting Chandler Morris?" And like you were like you weren't drafting him super high, but you were drafting him like moderately high. And I have Doug in a couple places, and I'm like, "What am I doing?" And here's Andrew just draft, and now it seems very likely that we're about to get a Chandler Morris and a. Tanner Mordecai type role that's a better runner than Tanner Mordecai. So this is where you this is where Andrew makes his money here. This is where he gets his street cred right here, Shannon yep. Morris. You want to peel back the curtain? You want to know how we how how it all came together? Are you tight with his dad? No. <laughs> Are you about to no, break no, no, no. news so here, that like your wife is actually Chandler Morris's? No, I'll walk cousin. you through the, walk you through the whole saga of how I how I have an insane amount of Taylor Morris. Teach me. So there were two games last year where I thought quarterbacks had like absolutely transcendent performances. And I had to like make at minimum mental note of it. One was Calzada against Alabama, right? Like if you watch that game, like that was an out of body experience. It wasn't just him. A lot of the players on that team were just at it on another level. And the more I thought about that one, and just based on a lot of things that have played out since him transferring to Auburn, now third string, but even before kind of that played out, I think that everything that happened before that game in terms of Calzada's performance and after as well, I think you can chalk that more up to just Jimbo, like not getting enough credit overall for being 
an, an amazing coach on game day like that. It, it, it has to be one or the other, right? Jimbo either is an incredible coach or Calzada had one of the best uh, quarterbacking performances of the year against Alabama because he was amazing that bit. The other one is Chandler Morris against Baylor where he what a game dude, what a game by yeah him, by the way so i like, I, didn't, I didn't play dfs that day I, like i was in a i was in a pocket where i was like i'm so miserable to everybody around me that i can't play dfs during the day so i wasn't i was i was doing something where i just wasn't paying that much attention to college football but i saw a notification come through that like morris is starting that day and i was like whatever it's that dude uh who lincoln riley ran off and then didn't want to give eligibility to um doesn't sound familiar <laughs> or anything like that uh, but, um, and then I remember seeing like, uh, wow, they, they actually beat Baylor and he went for some obscene numbers. And I was like, I need to actually like understand what happened here. So I, I found like a recording of the game and watched it and I'm watching this dude just throw like he, he, the only way I can comp the way he throws the ball is how Mahomes throws it, how it's like, he can throw 40 yard line drives that are just like everyone else has to put arc on and he doesn't. And then he could actually throw with touch and he can, and he can move around. Like it was, it, it was an insane performance, especially given the expectations and like, uh, so you're saying he's not watching been the game from beginning to end made me an absolute believer from there. And I was like, and from the, from that moment forward, it was like, okay, I need to get this guy everywhere. I can off waivers. Um, and I, I got him in, as many spots as I can from like a dynasty perspective. The following week, he lit a bunch of money of mine on fire against Oklahoma State. <laughs> but he even looked good for the first half of that game. Like I, I watched that game and a million different penalties, a million drops by receivers. I was like, okay, even though this knocked me out of the 50 team by starting him against Bainbridge instead of an actual quarterback who wasn't going again up against the top defense in college football. Um, it's still like, I think that long-term, like this might be a blessing in the sense that this game here is going to not give him the momentum necessarily going to the next season. I know how good he is now. People might forget because he was so terrible or the stat, the stats were so terrible against Oklahoma state. So then off season comes around, um, Dykes comes in and I'm like, okay, this also could be a blessing or a curse. Like, um, you know, he's get he could transfer out a million different things could happen. Uh, but I'm still all in. And in the spring, uh, competition against uh, Max Dugan, right? And I, I'm personally thinking, like, okay, like, there's, like I've seen Max Dugan play, and I know what kind of player this guy is. It's a guy that, like, he can throw it hard, he can throw far, he can run fast. But this dude is not going to excel in an offense that actually is representative of the air where it requires you to make lots of reads actually play like an actual quarterback. So my thoughts are just given those very few uh, realities variables are if this is a real competition and not just a fake one, like we see in so many different uh, college football uh, off seasons, Morris wins this without much of a problem. And then I start thinking about all the other factors that are at work. Garrett Riley is the offensive coordinator. He's Lincoln Riley's brother. I'm sure that he they talked together about, and he got the goods on how like Lincoln Riley recruited Chandler to Oklahoma. He knows how good he is. And even though he tried to stop him from getting eligibility at TCU, I think that doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean that he thinks he's a bad player. Probably the opposite. Wait, 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 wait. Are we talking about Lincoln Riley and exactly? exactly. Oh boy. Oh boy. And that's, then, never, ha- that's never happened before. <laughs> then I, I think about okay, Sonny Dykes. 
his boys with Chad Morris. They're like, mm. they all run in the same air raid circles. So who Chad being Chandler's dad. So, you know, that they're, they're probably talking about how they, like he knew about Chandler even before he got to TCU. And so I'm, I'm giving considerations to the, just those things as well. And then I'm, as the spring practice progresses, you listen to some podcasts and you basically hear 50-50, maybe Chandler a little bit ahead. So mm-hmm. going into the, the to fall camp, nothing's really changed about my opinion whatsoever. Um, like so many of the other competitions, like the uncertainty that's there largely just serves as an ability for us to, to profit, I think. Uh, the longer that uncertainty lasts, the, the better. So here's what I love about Andrew. A lot of things I love about Andrew, but this is one of the things I really love. He's one of the only people that I ever hear talk about the eye, like the actual eye test. He's like, you ever watch that guy play? Like he always <laughs> asks that question. And I'm thinking, you know what? That's such a true statement. Because if you actually watch some of these guys play, there's no way that you think some of these guys are any good. Because you watch them throw the ball. Like you, you always say, have you ever seen him throw the ball? I don't know that I've really ever studied how he throws the ball, but it's a good point, and just wanted to commend you for that. So we're the, the best part is, is we're still we're still like if you read you go on Twitter, you search around, you read the news, we're like people still think that this isn't Chandler's job. You see this garbage about all three of them are going to play. Hopefully, they can people continue to believe this 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 BS to the point where we're leading up to that Friday night slate, and people are not. Like hopefully we don't have an announcement. Are they a Friday night? It, dude, it's Friday at ten o'clock. It's like I couldn't. Oh yeah, it's yes. it's the best possible. Like I couldn't have dreamed of yes. anything better. But hopefully, <laughs> like that, this leads to some low ownership week one. Hopefully, we don't get an announcement from Dykes. Hopefully, I think what I what I took from that was, have you guys? I mean, I'm sure you guys have, but let's think about the graphic, the meme of the girl in bed laying thinking <laughs> she he's probably thinking of some other guy or i'm sorry some other girl and andrew's over here thinking how do i explain Chandler morris's qb1 <laughs> like that's literally what i am taking away from that is- i i thought i thought about this exact segment so many times and i thought i didn't even execute on it very well i think i left out so many things i actually want to talk about well, like i'd the, like to move the, on to that, another that's, quarterback that's, a, this, that's a war guy <laughs> who, he, who is so against chandler morris like he's he was obsessed with dugan for years and now he he's on he's into sam jackson like this dude he's a gift personally just in the fact that like mike continues to post his 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 venom his propaganda into the discord and he's and he's like people are taking this as anything as actually being like objective thoughts on anything the the dude the dude is so biased on not only his team but the players that he wants to win position battles for his team. And all this is just a gift. It's, it's amazing. And <laughs> it's just going to, I've got Chandler. I, I can't believe I only have him on seven. I've like, I let Froten get him a couple of times. I think uh, Clint's got him a couple of times as well. Every single, the other gift is every single time someone drafts Dugan, that's just money in all of our pockets. <laughs> I, I got, I guess you this have is turning into, there. this is turning into when Andrew lost his cell phone type funny. <laughs> this is just so good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, can we move to a different quarterback now? I I, I love you talking about Chandler Morris. Yeah, talk to my quarterbacks. Yeah, well, I, I wanted maybe? I, I wanted before we do that. Like I was looking at the guys that Andrew grabbed one time, and 
Is there maybe I'm gonna jump in, Zach, because I haven't talked at all. Yeah, go ahead. Uh <laughs> is there Andrew, is there one quarterback that you've taken once out of 12 that you wish you would have had more than once? That's a great Dude, question, I, Chris. I, I was so I had I was so close to getting JRP so many times, and it's just like I was always getting Schley or I was getting Tyrese Chambers, uh, or I was just getting someone else in that round. And like, I, I, I don't really use rankings or like a, a cure or anything too much like that. So it all JRP always slipped my mind and I only ended up with him one time in this, but I've got him in like two dynasty two two redraft. Um, I've got him in a, a few uh, in like in an eliminator or two, but in champion series, one time is unacceptable. Like we all, I my confidence never really wavered on him, and I, I didn't execute it when it came time to pull the trigger on him in, in these drafts. So you got Caleb Williams one time. I'm curious, where did you pick that draft? I regret that. I'm I'm so anti early quarterback, like early first <laughs> few rounds, and I I like I, I was my mind was not in the game that day, and I I, I took him I think round one. Mm. It, it's something I I never do. Also, oh man. Yeah, that's fine. If it if it's yeah. game theory, I can understand it. I'm looking at my list. Right, hold on. I also have. Uh, here's your. I have JRP once as well. What I think is really funny. You were and this spread is like out. So way on more. brand. Yeah, this is so on brand for <clears throat> Andrew and myself. Andrew is, I believe in my guys. If you haven't listened to the first thirty minutes of the show, <laughs> um, I'm gonna like preface it with. He believes in his guys, right? And me, I'm like, I kind of like my guys, but I want to just be safe just in case I'm completely wrong. And that's exactly what I did. I counted up. I used our, uh, I drafted 191 players in 12 drafts. You don't have to do that. I already did it. And Andrew did, (laughs) Andrew drafted 134. Like he literally drafted a third less players. (laughs) <laughs> and I think it's just because I mean Andrew you look at the numbers Andrew very much like his highest highs are so strong and he just believes in what he believes in so I, I, I love it Daquan Finn was my number one which we don't have to like debate right like we all yes. like him and, you sure this isn't this, my right? list like I I'm just almost kidding. feels like it I'm to an extent and then you get no. to go next um <laughs> You might sacrifice a week in non-conference, but I think his upside is insane, which is why I th- I think what I ended up doing was going with like the fins of the world with some crazy upside and then like giving yourself like Clifford and Knicks and rising um, go guys like that, that we're going to be just straight like 22 point type guys every single week. Did you see the report? Like, on Toledo? Did you see the report? They lost like I- two of their starting linemen. <laughs> yeah. So, oh yes, yes. So I don't know if that's good or bad for Finn. Like I feel like the running game suffers, but maybe Finn improvises more. I don't know. Maybe it's just a, a, a complete shit show. I don't know. But I like that you have Finn as your. Uh, He's my number one. Porch, Chris, torch you, I did the pole. You were on a kick where you were like going QB early for a while. How'd you feel about that? I liked it. I went a little strong to start, and then I tapered it back. That's yeah. why you don't see too many of the high price guys. You're definitely like that's where like the yeah, Brendan Armstrong out. comes in. Will Rogers comes in. 
um, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. Like those, I think those are literally when I did that, like two, three, the two, three drafts where I was like very heavy on like QBs early to just kind of play around it and see what I liked. That's where they came in. Um, so but I don't, I don't think it's the move. I don't think it's the move. I'm kind yeah. of shocked yeah. you only have Hooker once. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm so spread out. I'm so spread out. I, yeah. I think ultimately when I was picking quarterbacks early, I deferred to other guys and I don't know what else to say other than yeah. that. Like it, I like hooker. I think he's a super safe play. You took DJ more season. times than you took hooker. Yeah. Well, I also <laughs> took DJ in like the 24th round, you know, like, by the way, that's that seems to be an awful decision at this point. But I took Grant Gannell more than I took um, Hennigar. But yeah. uh, what I was surprised to see, I did. I didn't realize I had uh, Chevin Cordero three times. Hmm. Had no idea that I had done that. Very thrilled about it. Free for me you, as well. You, Very nice. You you draft for you six, also seven got months. Slovis three times. He, um, well, at least the same starter this week. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, wasn't it today or yesterday? Yeah, yesterday I think it was. Yeah, so that's good news for you. Michael Pratt is my overall highest owned quarterback, by the way. I drafted him nine times out of like 22 <laughs> or 25 best balls. So that is frightening. Um, but yeah. Any other quarterback? Uh, okay, same question back to you then that you asked Andrew. Is there a quarterback mm. that you didn't draft mm. enough that you or feel that you didn't draft enough that you maybe should have? I mean, JRP is the same thing, but I would say for me, uh, Malik Cunningham probably or Grayson McCall, one or the other. I think like Grayson McCall, I was on him, but like I, I, I caught him a little bit mid in the drafts in terms of like I started talking about mid drafts and then it kind of like his ADP seemed to rise um and then also maybe like coincided with like a different draft strategy so that got tough but like Malik Cunningham to me is like your this year or this offseason is like your elite your elite quarterback type player because he's just so high on upside and I don't need him to go for whatever each week. But like if he goes for 40, 60 points a couple of weeks, like you can just really yeah. crush it. You can supplement the other weeks, but like tell me other quarterbacks that are gonna hit 55 a week, 55 a week. There's not any what other quarterbacks in Costco Bar right now in terms of who can hit 50 plus points yeah. and as a quarterback, you're looking at a list of less than six. And yeah. he can do that two, three, four times. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think I wish I had him a little bit more for sure. So you want to go ahead and move to running backs? We'll start with you. Yeah, let's do me a little bit here. So, uh, so... Jordan Houston's a very interesting selection as my number one. <laughs> I did like him, though. Like, I don't know if I talked about him much. Um, I didn't make him one of my top five guys in the offseason that I did that little, like, sectional series. But, like, to me, he's a pretty good play. Like, he, I got him mid to late. Like, I'm talking 20th round or later mm -hmm. in pretty much every time. Um, NC State is going to score, right? They've shown to have two successful running backs with Ricky Person and 
Andrew, help me out with the other one real quick. Bam Knight. Bam Knight. Zonovan Knight. Exactly. So, like, you know, like, who's the who's the RB2 for NC State? Anybody have any idea? No, we have no idea. So, like, if we just get one of those two guys, like, that's worth a 20-round pick. So, I'm, I'm huge on him. I was very heavy. If you look at, like, our drafts between Andrew and myself, uh, I think it took maybe 20 more running backs in terms of, like, ownership yeah. total. You're pretty spread out Andrew. there, too. Yeah. I was pretty spread out, but, like, I liked – I felt better about running backs – and part of that is because of Houston. Part of that's because of Blake Corum, Travis Dye, who I loved. Um, I love Billy Kemp jumping in here with three ownership there. Uh, but like Blake Corum to me is like, if he doesn't get hurt, he's like a top 10 running back last year. Right. Like I know Hassan Haskins is like a, was awesome. And a lot of that was at Ohio state game, but like really like Corum should have been that guy. Right, like Haskins was scoring on short yardage stuff, uh, goal line stuff, and sure, we're gonna concede that as Blake Corum fans and owners, right? But like those 25 35 yard runs are going to Corum, not going to Haskins if he wasn't banged up. So, I'm a huge fan of Corum, huge fan of Die at, at USC. So, uh, I was very confident, I felt in our uh, in running backs and was trying to just take as many as I could um, in comparison to receivers. So. Yeah. Um, you took Gibbs twice. Was, was that just due I to thought, where you picked? I wish I had taken more, to be honest. I was super high on him to start. And I don't know. I don't know if I think what happened was I had him as like my, as like a top five, top six guy. And I was taking him because I had seven, eight, nine. And then I started getting picks inside the top three, four. I was taking Jackson Smith and Jigba and Travion Henderson. And like, I think if you look at my first round type players, like Ali, Gibbs, Deuce, Braylon Allen, Jordan Addison, um, those t- Jackson, right? Smith and Jigba. Like, I literally have like one or two of all of them. Like, if you look at my top players owned, I think all of them are, like, fifth round and later. Like, there's none of them that are, like, super, super high. Besides Brew McCoy, who is, like, should have been in the top three round. But besides that, all of them were later guys. So, yeah. You got Travion once. You got Ali once. So well, Travion, you can't get Travion if Andrew's picking before you. I mean, <laughs> I was looking at like overall type stuff, and Andrew had Travion maybe eight or nine times out of like twenty. It was like, it was like crazy how much. So, is there a running much, back uh, that you wish you had gotten more of? Um, I go to Andrew. You know, Nate Noel is a random guy. You know, I know App State mixes it up; they use yeah. multiple guys, but like. I have him once. He, I, you get him between 12 and 18th round. And, um, correct answer is Ari Broussard. It's not Ari Broussard. It's never Ari Broussard. Uh, so I think he's the guy that I would say, you know what? Like, considering where, you know, you could have gotten him, you know, it just feels like in this type of format, this is where you take advantage of a Nate Noel. Yeah, for sure. All right, Andrew. <clears throat> I just pulled your your uh, running backs up. 
like to so, talk about them? Yeah, so two things. One, I, I thought my summary at the beginning in terms of how the tournament works was fairly succinct, and I hit all the key points, but one data point I forgot to include was that we each, across the 12 drafts, there are 12 of us, and we each pick in one in a slot, 1 through 12, once. So there's, and it's predetermined beforehand. Uh, Greg figured out, like, okay, in the sixth draft, you'll have the seventh slot, something like that. Um, and so that That's was cool. cool. Um, so, but so me having Travion four times basically uh, results from me having him as my number one player overall. So I was able to get him uh, four times because of that. Because in full PPR, right, people are go- will grab uh, Smith Najigba, the they'll grab Bijan. Uh, so so uh, that's how that kind of played out. But and to Chris's point in terms of me uh, him having way more running backs than from that made that results from two things. One, me drafting Keaton eight times as a running back and then that magically <laughs> disappearing in terms of his eligibility. And two, me just being a total idiot and not I was I was only drafting like six running backs initially, thinking like, okay, like I knew I wanted to be a little w- more wide receiver heavy. Largely, especially in early drafts, like I had more confidence overall. I'm just okay, these I have the, these receivers that are going in the back half of the draft, I like. I feel really good that they're going to be really good um, as the season plays out for four or five, six months from now. Like when, especially with the earlier drafts, my strategy was largely like, what what do I know and what what can I feel really strong about? Um, leaning a little less into variance uh, than I did later on, just because so many things can so many things can happen. So before, um, you, before you keep going, so yeah. <clears throat> just looking at it, like Chris kind of said it, like this is so on brand for Andrew. Because all of your running backs are the guys that you've you've rode with this whole time. Yeah, totally. Bennett, Charbonnet, Gore, Merriweather, Swin, Henderson. Like all of those guys are the guy are the guys that you talk about and they're at the top of your list. Yeah. I, I'm I'm getting nervous about Merriweather. Like you can't find anything good being said relative to his role in this offense uh, at this point, whether it be the the according to, to Nick CFB winning edge, like their coach is like he put out, he created YouTube videos about the quarterback running the ball and how to do it effectively. Uh, like they, they also have like, full, as opposed to just having Merriweather in terms of effective running backs, like recruiting pitches, like it's like, hey, come here, no, I'll no, show no, you how no. to play. Like, like if you're running a play where a design quarterback run, this is how you do it. Uh, oh. Like it's a, and like and his, at his past stops also, like the quarterback running game was paramount to like what he wanted to do. Um, so that's not optimal. Um, and just in the sense that like, that's another <laughs> representative ball carrier added to the fray. And then you've got the dude Baldwin coming in from Indiana. You've got, I think, um, an- another guy or two coming back from injury. Like there's going to be more cooks in the kitchen this year. Um, so, uh, I initially I was paying way too much for Meriwether taking like six, seventh round. And then I like, he started dipping. I was like, okay, like I'm a little less confident, but 14th round, let's do it. And, but yeah. now I'm like, damn, this could, like this, it could just be like you idiot. Why are you owning a, a, a running back on UMass? Like that's like a very likely outcome at this point, I think. Um, but yeah, um, more or less, like uh, totally believe in Braden Bennett. I think that we see the the 100 meter hurdles uh, track champion, six foot plus, 220 pound uh, guy who just was unleashed uh, in in the bowl game. Get uh, uh, the something representative of RB1 touches this year. Uh, or at minimum, like he doesn't, I don't think this dude needs 20 carries, 20 touches a game. They no. the way they were using him last year where they were just th- throwing him the ball in space and like using him on the, the, as the pitch man and then just giving him, keeping him on the field all the time and giving him enough, uh, like carries as the primary 
uh, ball carrier, that's enough of a path for him to like enter my lineup and crush it. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I paid a premium price in in the fourth, fifth round, but I, I don't, there's a lot of how much, how much Reese White do you have? Is the question. Zero. I'm not. I won't, I'm not, dude. So, so I'm you're not, banking on coastal not being split carries in a sense because if no, like Reese White, not, so my Reese White should do something. He should. Yeah, yeah, he's going to. <laughs> He's going to, my, but, but are, you saying, are you suggesting that I should take him as, as like a handcuff? To No, him? I think like, I mean, in a sense, a handcuff, but more the fact that like, if you think they're going to run it well as a team. Well, I, I think that like he was I going for Bennett's nearly almost and I, I like talent. I'd like Braden Bennett, but yeah. I just was never going to get him when you were drafting him, yeah. when you were drafting him. Yeah. So it's a, it's, I, I mean, the, the system is it. nice. The system, I think, plays to his strengths, but his strengths and the the step in his on-field time and his touches are what I want. It's not not so much the system. The Well, I would say the system is a little bit what we want, but I think like guys will never like coastal players. Because their system is like super efficient and like yeah. projecting efficiency like that year over year is just so hard. Like Grayson McCall, right? Like he's a guy that's going to throw it 26 times a game, but like he's going to run it eight times a game, but he's going to get you like 27 points. And like that type of stuff is so hard for your, I don't mean this in any sort of negative way. But like your data nerd type, yeah, people that are like so driven by data to say like, well, you know, he only touched the ball sixteen times. How is he going to average twenty two points? But like, Brayden Bennett was like breaking off fifty yarders every time yeah. he touched the ball, and like that's like what Coastal does. So like the like, Anthony Thomas, like yeah, he get he get like, twelve touches in a game, and he would just make the most of every one of them. If he had 150 like, yards and yeah. two touchdowns. Like, you really mad at the 12 touches when he has 150 yards? <laughs> like, you know, so, like, I think that's just more a, a product of the system. And it's just I'm not willing to pay the price you did for Braden Bennett, but I can see why you like him. Yeah. That's okay. Fair. Let's move down the list so we can get to wide receivers. Um, is there anybody down the list here that you maybe wish you had gotten some more of? Two guys, uh, Zach Evans. I, I, even though I, I, I think I bought too much into the, this garbage surrounding like him, him wanting to not have a full workload and split touches and stuff. Only having one chair, one chair, one uh, drafting him one time is just unacceptable. And then, I, I mean, I, I didn't start to believe on in Tion Evans as being the RB one at Louisville until late enough in the game where I, like it would never have crossed my mind to draft him early, early on. Um, I was more just anti Travion Cooley, but uh, I mean, I would, I would love to go back in time and uh, have the feelings that I do now six months ago and be drafting Evans then. Uh, so. Okay. All right. Let's go to wide receivers. I'm going to have to read the screen. It's not. Well, we already know who my number one is, so let's just start. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I won the competition with Tory Horton, right, of getting the most of any player. Um, I wonder if anyone managed to get 12 of a single player in 
uh, in champion series, get him in every single draft. I, I don't I, think it's, I don't think it's possible. I don't think anybody did it, but I will say <laughs> we both, I said this earlier, just randomly chatting with you guys. We own all the Keaton Thompson <laughs> in the series. Like you have eight of them. I have four of them Yeah. in terms of like all my best balls. So like you add another eight or 10 for me, I have eight in total. So like we were very much, you know, bless up, you know, like it's all in a keton. In a sense, it's all in keton. So it was, it would be so much better if he was dual, but uh, maybe that changes mid season. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm messing with the After he gets the quarter Patterson rule, they're going to have to give it to him. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm, Get fine. I mean, I could just talk about my receivers all day. Go for it's it. I mean, we could see them. We just don't see the the count. I'm so trying to get there. it, but the spreadsheet wasn't going to shift over far enough. So, I... but oh, boy. you can see who the top guy is, Corey Horton, and you took him 11 times. Yeah, jo- Josh got Josh uh, CFF guys got him in the first champion series. I think in like the the tenth round. Uh, I was just kind of. I mean. You it's fell asleep. Like, you fell asleep, Andrew. It's okay. You fell asleep, and you yeah. Missed I mean, or maybe maybe I stole Josh's idea and just ran with it. Who's to say? Um, <laughs> That's but, what Josh would say. <laughs> yeah, but the idea was always there. I think in the sense that okay, don't believe in Dante Wright, and now like everyone's kind of on the same page. And midway through these drafts, the script kind of flipped, where it became super apparent that hey. It's not Dante Wright. It's probably Tory Horton. So I could I stopped being able to get Tory in like the tenth, ninth round, and then I started having to pay fifth or sixth. And being stubborn, I'm like I don't care. I think he's gonna smash. He's gonna be the the WR one in Norvell's offense. Clay Milton's gonna crush it. He's gonna crush it. We're gonna be up till one one a.m. scoring touchdowns. It's gonna rock. So let's just keep going. Um, <laughs> I was yeah. I mean the obvious conclusion I think here right is that I went late. Relatively speaking, I'm running back and then heavy heavier receiver. receiver yeah. And just, I got so many of the guys I absolutely love. Puka, I was getting Puka in like 14, 15, 16th round to start. start to start, game. yeah. To I don't start understand why. Like, I have no idea why he was available then, but I wasn't asking questions. I was just taking him. And then I, I started having to compete with, uh, I think, Froden and some other people for him. But um, nine, nine, nine times is fine. That's acceptable. Cooks and Lockhart. Um, I like that balance you got there. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it was up to me, I would ha- I would have them uh, twelve times both, but <laughs> it, but the, they they're neither of them got expensive to the point where it was prohibitive at all. The earliest Cooks ever went, I think, was like twelfth, thirteenth round. Lockhart maybe seventeenth round, and I, I so many things contribute to guys going where they are in a tournament like this, especially with the t- the tight <laughs> the double tight ends and tight end premium. Uh, but I a number of times I feel like I was getting all primed up to, to take uh cooks and it would just go like a couple picks before me. He's going to absolutely smash this year. I think Lockhart's going to be good too. It's going to be as your boy, uh, Chris, your boy, Ethan, I think wrote it up. Uh, Ethan Sowers wrote it up initially. Like this is going to be the 2020 uh, San, San Jose state offense yeah. again with, with love Walker and Gauthier, except it's going to be Shevin who can actually run now and cooks and Lockhart who are better than Gauthier and Walker. It's going to be, it's going to be yeah. awesome. The, yeah. Besides the Big 12 is going to be the conference this year for fantasy. Mountain West is second, in my opinion. Uh, and it's, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be and, so much And fun. apparently they're all winning 12 games in the Mountain West, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody wins 12. In that <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I, I noticed a couple guys down your list here um, that I'm actually a little shocked that you only got 
the way that many times as you did. Donovan Green only once. I'm, I'm, Dude, it's fucking Clint's fault. He takes him. He was taking him so early every draft, and he got him nine times, I think. And I, I never like. Clint did that, man. I was yeah. looking through stuff, and Clint, like, I, there's a couple guys. I was like, yeah, I, I have a lot of them. And then I'm like, it's me and Clint, like on all of the <laughs> players. Like, what the heck? Where did this come from? Yeah, I like in all the other drafts that we've done outside of this, where Clint isn't most of the time. Like, I in one of the eliminators that Greg ran, I got Donovan Green in the 28th round. And then I can't even get him in like the 15th year. Like I, I multiple champion series. I would go into it thinking this is like towards the back half. I'd be like, okay, I haven't gotten Donovan Green in a while. Everything's still trending nicely. Like this is the draft I get him. And then Clint gets him again. Um, So. Right. It's just how it played out. It's Clint, man. You can't get him all. You gotta watch out for that guy. Yeah. He's the man. You got Cobbs one time. Ooh, you must have gone a little early. I got the one time I got him was like it was amazing value, uh, relatively speaking. It was like the sixth or eighth round in a really early draft. And then Mike, I think, pushed him up to Mike Bangridge, pushed him up to the fourth round. And I just, yeah. I, I don't know, I was too busy getting Braden Bennett. So I never got a uh, got Cobbs again, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, Chris, let's move to you. Probably have some difficulty here getting this all squared away. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to worry about it. There you it's go. Got it. McCoy. got it. It's, it's already Bruce set McCoy up. at the We're top. Good. It's Bruce McCoy at the top. Of course. I got 7 <laughs> of 12. Absolutely. I got is. 7 of 12. I will tell you, my ratio started to get a little bit like more even over time when eligibility became a concern. <laughs> um, I still – I think I have him in like 11 of like 22 in total, but like 7 of 12 is pretty committed. Uh, Jaden Wally, hence the uh, motivation for the short tonight. Uh, I don't know, man. It just feels like he had such a good freshman season, underwhelming sophomore year season. Why is he? Why, Mike? Mike Leach, we love you. I show you my, uh, I show my wife your videos all the time because they're so <laughs> ridiculously funny. Like, can we just be on the same side here and just play Jane Wally a bunch? Um, Mac Hippenhammer. I love a good receiver one from the Mac. And he was, I think there's two things um, that I loved about him was I was getting him in like the sixth, seventh round. And he's got that like week 10 by like all the receivers I liked in general were seven, eight, nine, you know, uh, Jake Bobo, the Ohio state guys, the Bama guys, Mm -hmm. like those all seem to be like that week seven, eight, nine. So I was like, I need to start like, really hitting on guys that were not those rounds because one draft in particular, I think I had like five of my first seven receivers were week seven buys. And I was like, (laughs) I don't have anybody to play receiver in that week. So like it, that stuff actually matters in to an extent. So I kept that in mind. Malachi Cordley was an awesome example of that he's a week two by he gets the rare 13 week. Not that it matters, but like for us, but like it's fun to see. Mm-hmm. And I think he's the clear uh, one for uh, Western Kentucky. Keaton at four times. Um, you know, I really like Arkansas's uh, Arkansas States and Arkansas, I guess uh, their passing attack. I got Foreman and Tavalence Hunt a bunch. You know, I don't, I don't think they're going to be any good, which is great because that means they're losing, <laughs> right? Like that's actually a good thing. Uh, and I like both of them. You know, I don't know which one is. I think Hunt's going to be the number one. But he's not your like typical number one. So like 
Foreman, who has been successful as well, I'm going to take a shot at him. And I think I would take, I was taking both of them at like the 15, 16th, 17th round for Hunt and like the 2021, 20, 22 for Foreman. So I can't hate on that. Um, in terms of, I would say w- w- one completely non fantasy related remark would be how many receivers out there are named J.A. something? Like, I'm looking at this list. I got Jadon Hazel, Jake Bobo, which I have a lot of. Um, you got Jack Beck, Jalen Hyatt, Jalen Robinson. I got uh, Jacob Cowling, Jalen Cooper, or Cropper, Jalen McMillan, Jalen Wayne, Jackson, Smith and Jacob, Jalen Hall, Jason Jackson. Like, it's literally, like, are only receivers named J.A.? I don't know. Dude, you got, you got a Deion Hankinshire, a man from... I got it at the very end. And I'm actually annoyed I did not do it more because he's not owned in like any of the other leagues. No, I I, got him that's for the first free. time I've seen him taken. And guess what? The best part about him? The wide receiver eligibility. Dual eligibility. There you go. Yeah, but, it's amazing. So I don't have he, to ask that question, who you wish you got six more. foot, 235, uh, he had the wide receiver ilk. Yeah. Oh, no, it's amazing. I they love the Broden. You grabbed Broden. I grabbed Broden while I was in TSA security line and Mike Bainbridge immediately <laughs> messaged me on Twitter and said, you're an idiot. Why did you just take Broden? And I said, dude, I'm in TSA right now. Just trying to survive in Atlanta. Okay. Like pump the brakes a little bit. It's round 24. Just give me five minutes of grace. Okay, buddy. Um, so yeah. So, I hope he's your we- best player. <laughs> I can't wait. I have him in an industry league. I think too, we have him in our in BTR. Shocker! Shocker means he's going to be a stud because everybody I have in my industry league team is a stud. So. <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, I'm not going to try to shift over for tight ends. So you guys, yeah, want to talk about tight ends. No, I don't think we need to talk about tight ends. Okay. Let's pump into um, I don't know a website that potentially oh yeah is devoted interest in us. Thus, we must talk about him. Underdog. Because we like them. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not going to do the ad read, but Underdog posted their, uh, what do you call them, pick'ems. Basically player props that you decide to, basically a parlay you have to make, right? Essentially. Um, but they uh, there's only like four games. There's the Nebraska, Northwestern, Wyoming, Illinois, Charlotte, Florida Atlantic, Vanderbilt, Hawaii. Four games. Um, was there any, I don't know, Andrew, if you looked through all these or not, um, are there any that kind of jump out at you? As plus so I, just, I, I listened to enough of, uh, CFB winning edge podcasts. I haven't gotten through, they've been doing previews of, in clusters of 10 teams mm-hmm. starting at the back where all, all of our, all of our favorite teams live, like the, the G five and such. Uh, and I listened to enough of him, them talking about how bad Charlotte's defense was last year and how it doesn't project <laughs> to improve much at all this year. That the even though I think the total yards for Nicosi Perry in this game, so Florida Atlantic playing Charlotte on Saturday, I think the total yards opened in the two thirties. So not not getting that opening number now. I think we're at two forty two and a half, but. I don't think he has much problem getting there just based on that defense likely being a, a horror story, even though Perry never seems like he runs as much as we would like him to. 
uh, based on just like the initial reports when dude, like that dude got comp to Lamar Jackson when he, do you remember that? Like when he was at Miami, people like it was, I assume it was always unrealistic and hilarious, like but 20, 2014. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. lots it's, of drugs. Going on presumably lives there, but we just, we just never see it. And there, there are definitely a little bit in the way of fears about the, the OC coming in, the new OC coming in, uh, being more maybe run oriented, but 242 and a half total yards feels good in, to me in a, in a game that should, uh, these teams should be going back and forth. I don't have a ton of faith in the running backs on FAU. I think that it's the offense is going to largely run through Nicosi and they should be su- successful this weekend. Total yards is nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's the nice thing, right? Like, I think um, Perry has a lot of upside in his uh, rushing ability. If you don't like – Andrew, you said you don't like necessarily or maybe you don't feel comfortable with the running game. I would consider hitting Johnny Ford unders, whether that's prize picks or underdog, because there's there's props on both. And, like, 82 yards is pretty steep. And on prize picks, I think his fantasy total is, like, 17. Like if you don't feel very He's not confident. even starting. Yeah, yeah, but I think like that's one of those like I think that's one of those like BS okay. type situations. Yeah, that's fair. Plus, like I think he's I think he'll play like a Calvin Turner type role where like he'll get 10, 12 carries and also get six targets. Fair. Um but still, right? Like you get twelve rushing attempts, like how like how tough will it be to hit 82 rushing yards, you know that's that'll that'll be pretty difficult. So yeah, I like the Perry number. I like the Perry number because it's yeah, total, total yards. If that was passing, I would clearly stay away. From I that think one. I played. Remember what I? I played uh, Wester. I think I went over the 51 yards, 51 and a half yards. Um, I played Chase Brown, which I don't think it was a 104 and a half rushing yards. I think it was like 89 or something. Yeah, I think it was. It started maybe at ninety eight. It's it's been yeah. moving. The well, Chase I, got, I went moving, over yeah. on that, but it was below what it's at now. Um, yeah, it's been moving up. I think I took this is by the way. Yeah, I was just gonna say. By the way, this is one of those things that like, and we'll tweet it out. Like, we will one hundred percent tweet it out when we yeah. see it in terms of underdogs, prize picks, whoever, props, right? Like, the big thing is you catch them when they're released because you get the potentially. Um, potentially bad lines, right? Yeah. And we'll tweet it out. We'll you make sure to listen to us. Make sure to follow us, and we'll we'll make sure to push it out. But like you know, you could do Chase Brown at one hundred four and a half, but he was also at like ninety eight and a half. Okay, so least, maybe that was ninety eight and a half. Yeah. So this is what I took. Those are the five I took. Yeah. So like I don't, you know, hey, six yards isn't crazy, but like when you're sweating the fourth quarter. And he's got 98, and you're just hoping he gets one more yard. You're going to be thanking yourself that you caught it on a Wednesday instead of catching it on a Friday, you know? Right. So, yeah. But uh, for me, the two ones I really like um, in this slate, and I tweeted out maybe from my account or the the pot account, was Grant DuBose. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that was. Four and a half receptions, which it still is at, and Will Shepard four receptions. Um, yep, still there. They're closer. They're closer to gun to my head type bets, but I really do like them. I think like who is like Vanderbilt receiver ones have had a lot of success in terms of just like 
basic production. Like they're not mm-hmm. having huge games, but like they've had, they've shown to have some guys that can do it. And like, who's Mike Wright throwing to, right? Like McGowan. They're not, yeah, they're not triple optioning it all day, right? Like I think Will Shepard's going to have a good game and four catches is like fairly reasonable. And then Dubose is their receiver one, in my opinion, at Charlotte. And Chris Reynolds is a good quarterback, solid veteran. He's been there since the 2010s. Um, and I think that, like, you know, hey, Victor Tucker is old news in terms of receiver one. Elijah Spencer is kind of interesting. But, like, I think Dubose in five catches is very, very appealing. Uh, I would be very interested to see if, like, they throw out, like, a fantasy point score. I would probably be a little bit more interested in that than the over four and a half. But they don't have it out, so uh, that's like one I'm definitely. In How do you feel well. about Isaiah Williams? Four, four receptions and forty-seven and a half receiving you. Uh, to me, he is another like Calvin Turner type, not literally, but like in the fact that like I think they're going to give him some carries. I think he's going to be the focal point of the offense, but it's Illinois. Right. So how effective are they going to be? You know, do I want to bank? Like he could have five catches for 26 yards, right? Or he could have two catches for right. 60 yards. So like, I don't know which one to do. I would rather bet on a fancy point total. Yeah. So I don't, right. underdog, if you're listening, I know you are listening actually. Underdog, <laughs> just do fancy point totals and, or add fancy point totals because I think that adds another aspect to it. I'd be more comfortable betting a, a fancy point total because I think like I know he's going to be used in a bunch of ways. I just don't know how, or I like, I can't guarantee one or the other. And I don't know where, and I get no benefit for a touchdown. Like if you tell me who's going to score a touchdown for Illinois, it's Chase Brown, it's Isaiah Williams. Like those are my top two. And I don't get any benefit of that. So uh, while everybody's listening to us here, if you're still listening, um, don't forget to sign up with underdog. BTR, BTR pod, use that promo code, match your uh, deposit up to a hundred dollars. If you like any of these, of these props, like jump on them now because week zero. It's is only going to get worse. Yeah. It's yeah. Only I will like, say this. We're, we're not talking about ones that are like, I feel like if we're talking about ones, they're ones that like the public is also on in a sense. Well, if Chase Brown moves six yards already, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> It's good. stuff's going to move. They're not going to, it's not going to move in favor. They're not going to listen to us and be like, you know what? Isaiah Williams, 48 and a half yards. Let's bump it down to like 30 because Chris <laughs> is in it. Like, that's not like, those aren't the ones we're talking about. We are influencers though. We do. Influence. I mean, no, no, no. Only one of us is an influencer. I just take the credit for it. Yeah. Andy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. I think we can move on to that. We, we're going to do one win totals, unless you guys have something to add before we move on. Mm-mm. Just no? the one. This is the, the final the main final event. The final one, and I'm probably going to. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Old but Dominion. Old Dominion. This is for justice. He's been begging Chris to, to basically pick that first game yeah that's, that's well that's, i think i think really there's a lot wants. of love for justice he's the one that helped concoct our logo if we're gonna yeah. do oh, one final team it's gonna be his team 
Sure. So props to Justice. We appreciate you, buddy. Uh, love the insight and uh, can't wait to predict losses for every single week. <laughs> right. Try to get the to show. Yeah. We're good. Um, all right. First week, Friday night, Virginia Tech, Chris. Take it away. I mean, that's a loss. They don't even have a like a. They don't even. They're down a coordinator. That's a loss. All, the, Brent, all that build up for you to say nope. That's a loss. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Where's loss. The Brent, Brent Pry owns the state of Virginia now. I don't it's, know if you saw the Old Dominion board. gets them at home. So it's at Old at Old Dominion. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't know how you could be confident in Virginia Tech coming in this year. It, <laughs> it looks disastrous from the outside. Granted, I don't follow the program. There's but, lots of Kool Aid flowing, buddy. Brent Pry <laughs> is just hitting everybody up. We I got a real quarterback. He's brings, doing his best being Beamer impression. He, he looks happy. He talks a, a big game. But, like, well, I don't understand. I mean, you can draw parallels, though, right, like from an, from the offensive perspective. Like, South Carolina was total garbage last year offensively. Right. And Virginia Tech, Tech, I think, looks like they're heading in a similar direction this year. So maybe the defense I, would be all right. I mean, I don't think they win nine games. Yeah. But I think that they'll be better. They're not losing to old ODU, in my opinion. And like, and I I have respect for Old Dominion, <laughs> but I, they're not losing to Old Dominion. I think like I, I don't I know. Think, I think it's I gonna love be where the is heading. So I guess it's my um, vote then. So, so are no. you pick? Wait, Andrew, are you picking Old Dominion? Uh yes. Ooh, so it's on okay. me. I think I'm going to lean Virginia Tech. <laughs> I don't know that I can pick Old For Dominion. the sanctity of the pod, it's probably in your best interest. <laughs> I think I'm picking Virginia Tech. So 0-1-1, and they go at East Carolina, picking East Carolina there. Uh, yeah, I think East Carolina is the better team. Holt Nailers, Keaton Mitchell, who I'm shocked I don't have a lot of. I took him so much. It must have been in all the other leagues. So loss, yeah, loss. I'm an idiot. That I should have should have taken him more. At I love ECU. Week three at Virginia. Loss. What, loss. what hell of a recruiting schedule, by the way. Like you <laughs> want to start recruiting Virginia, North Carolina. You take down both Virginia schools and you take down ECU. You start you start taking names there. They're gonna go 0 and three, but three. you know that that's one heck of a way to try. Now I don't remember who we took in this game. But I think this is where Old Dominion can get the win. I have um, him a loss. I have him a loss. All right, Andrew. I like James Blackman, Tavellan's Hunt, Jeff Foreman. No, I think it's a win. <laughs> so basically, Andrew wants, he thinks every Mountain West team's win in 10 plus, and every Sun Belt team's win in five or less. <laughs> Old Dominion now is in the Sun Belt. Correct. Are they not? Yes. All right. Yes. I, dude, I think, I just think Arkansas State. Is not good. Then they're not a team that I want to pick to win games. Yeah, I, I think Old Dominion points. wins. Yeah. Okay. They're I'm one and three. One and three. Then they get Liberty at home. I think Hugh Freeze can make some magic here. Yeah, I, I'm going to lean Liberty. I I don't know if it's Charlie Brewer, but it could be Slater or Salter. They announced um, well, starting by then. then. Yeah. By yeah. then, yeah. I think would be better off. Maybe they said Salter's I, I like, not even number I two. Like Liberty. Right. Well, he'll right. jump number two and then go to number one. That's how good he oh, is in okay. practice. Okay. He'll receive the negative feedback and he'll turn it into a positive. Okay. And he'll this is a, a hellacious schedule. 
Okay. So then we have them losing to Liberty. Bye week coming back at Coastal. Coastal. Yeah, that's an easy. That's an easy. <clears throat> then they get Georgia Southern for homecoming. I want to say Southern, but I like. I'm sorry. I, I want to say ODU here, but I like Southern. You're insane. I'm going. I I like Southern. You spent too players. much time hanging out with the campus, the Canton boys. <laughs> they love Georgia Southern. I can't help it. I'm going to lean that, uh, old, old Dominion. Yeah, on homecoming. Come on, that's a win. <laughs> then they follow that up at Georgia State. Hmm, I think they win that. I don't know. They're going to feel like good. They're going to feel like... good after beating Georgia Southern. And I think they follow it up with another win. I like State's running backs. I like their dual threat quarterback. I love their tight end. I took so much of him. We didn't talk about it. I took so much of Aubrey Payne. I know Andrew did as well. But the best tight ends on the field for the other yeah, team. Yeah, and they're on the road. And they're on the road. I, I'm taking uh, Georgia State here. Okay, Andrew. Tyreger. Uh, it's tough. George State. Oh, all right. Loss. Marshall at home. I think Ali's back by now. I, that's like the question, right? Is like, what will Marshall do with. Um, like, do you honestly. I mean, I know Ali's, you know, the guy, but do we think the guy that was a Laborn? Laborn? Laborn, I think, yeah. is the former FSU guy, yeah, right? Like, do we think there's a huge drop off? Because I was reading stuff like they were, they were talking about that was not set in stone that Ali was the number one back. Yeah, that's that's a bunch of... No, no I, I know it's probably coach speak, but whatever. I mean, Laborn's got like 280 career yards, right? Like, didn't Mitch say that on Twitter? I didn't, I didn't yeah. fact check it because why would I ever fact check anything? But, but I mean, do you think that's like, the difference of the game? Uh, I mean, it's impactful. Like, if he's not playing, that's a big move, right? Like, I don't think we can downplay Ali. I just think he's back. And I think Henry Columbia is going to hit his stride by then. I think I like Marshall in this game. On I the road. do too, honestly. Like Marshall, Andrew. I guess it doesn't. Really I, matter. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't but matter. you're insane <laughs> if you're betting on Henry Columbia. <laughs> All right, then they get James Madison. Oh, they close out. Well, I guess that last awful. But they get James Madison. I think they lose that one. I give him a win. Oh, I I'd like. I'm not going against uh, JMU. Chris Thornton, Percy, Abyss, whatever. <laughs> uh, give me give me that offensive talent over whatever ODU's got. So James Madison. I mean, uh, yeah, James Madison wins that one at App State. That's a loss, right? Roll Dominion. Correct. Okay, and then they close out at South Alabama. If they're going to get a win, that's it. This. I get one loss. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say this feels like a, a semi trap. You know, they're they're gonna go into the recruiting season and get right, trapped so, by it. So to recap all of this, I think loss, they only loss, beat loss win loss loss. I think win. they only beat Arkansas State. No, we had them beat in Georgia Southern. Andrew and I oh, overrode right, you right. on that one. So there's two two wins for old two Ooh, justice is and honestly, it kind of feels Andrew. What's heavy. the what's the total? Do you have that information? I gotta find it. That's gotta be five, five and a half. <laughs> Until okay. tomorrow, and then it'll probably be 
Oh, now. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what do they have? I'm just loading them now, so it's going to take forever. What do you guys think it is? You have it? I, yeah, I've got it. I think, it, I think it's Four. more like five and a half. Four and a half. Okay. That's a tough schedule. I was not expecting this schedule, to be honest. Four and a half. So where do you think... We have them at two. Where do you think the other two to three wins are? Liberty and South Alabama. No way. It's got to be Georgia State. And, yeah, and South Alabama. I'll give you those two. Those are the three in question. Those are the three most likely. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I think Liberty. Do you think so? I think, I think Liberty could easily have an awful year. Like, they were above average, but, like, Malik Willis was their best player. Now you got Charlie Brewer, the guy that's won the most quarterback battles at different schools in America. Like, I don't know. Well, maybe he can win some games for Liberty. Andrew doesn't feel seem thrilled about that uh, two win prediction. (laughs) It's fine. I mean, I I, I see them winning more games. They have four. They have like they have three guys going in the top ten rounds of our drafts. they have some talent. That's what I was saying. Like, you're talking about the tight end for Georgia State. Like, the best tight end on the field is for Old Dominion. He's underrated. Andrew, let's end it with this. Andrew, yep. what's your favorite week zero DFS play? Do you have one? I'm going to give one that I have not disclosed or written about anywhere Ooh. after you. I haven't so looked that's, at that's I haven't fair. looked at I don't read yet, anybody so. else's stuff either, so I don't. I, I can't say anything smart about the FS yet. I haven't looked at the pricing at all. All right, Chris. Uh, I'm a big fan of – let me confirm first name because that's how good I am. That's not his first name. I like Washington, the receiver from Nebraska on DraftKings. Oh, I think he's 3,800. Um, he's starting – He's going to be a receiver two. And I just think that I'd like Kyle Van Leeuwen. I like Nine-Nine Davis. Like, I think all those guys are very viable. But, like, I think there's a very legitimate shot that Washington has a really solid game at 3,800 and the other guys are duds at more expensive numbers than him. So, I, I, I like... Do you, have the, do you have the price cap? I... Mm, what's the question? I was going to ask how much Terrell Vaughn is because he he either gets he's on. Like he barely can, expect, he's fairly expect. He's fairly expensive. That's yeah, annoying. he's not. If he gets he, on the field, I think he's going to crush it. But he's got he's double oared with the other two slot guys. So, all right, so, Marcus Washington, by the way. So Marcia, I want to run Marcus. through these games real quick. I'm not. Oh boy! Can, no, I'm just week zero. Week zero. Um, up <clears throat> the. Or ideal. The only one I really like in terms of spreads and bets is UTEP. I'm not Money necessarily saying like one. you know which games we love. I'm just going to kind of run through like if you had to pick one, who you would. UTEP. I would take UTEP. I would take UTEP. Okay. Or maybe Hawaii. All right. So North, Northwestern Nebraska. They're in Ireland. The line right now is currently at 13 and a half. Nebraska's favored. 13 and. A half. I think I'm going to take Nebraska. I think Northwestern. Yeah, awful. I'm not touching that. I'll take North Texas. 
I, I was going to run through all the games. Are we going opposites. Are we going opposites. No, no, no. I was going to run through all of the games, not pick what game you like the best. But anyway, UConn at Utah State, 27 and a half points. I like UConn. It's down to, it's down to like 26 now, by the way. I like UConn with the points. I think no. I like Utah State. No, they're looking ahead. I like Utah State. They're looking ahead to Alabama. They're going to pull the starters, second half, make sure they're healthy enough to at least put out a good team. Um, I'm gonna re- I'm going UConn twenty seven half. Um, Wyoming at Illinois eleven points. Illinois favored. I'm going Illinois. I would go Illinois, but I'd prefer yeah. not to have to choose. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte at Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic by seven and a half. I think I'd take Florida Atlantic. Charlotte's mm. getting seven and a half? Yeah. I would take Charlotte's getting seven and a half. Same. Okay. Um, North Texas at UTEP. It's North Texas minus one. I like UTEP. North Texas. I'd, I'm going to go North Texas. Texas. North Texas. Um, Nevada at New Mexico State. Nevada's minus nine and a half. What a weird number! Like I would take New Mexico State. Like a year ago, wouldn't Nevada be like minus twenty two or something? Right? Yeah. Like, I'll take Nevada. Difference. I would take Nevada as well. Taking New Mexico State. What a weird year. I don't even know who their quarterback is yet. By the way, doesn't matter. Um, they're all the same. Vander, right? Vanderbilt at Hawaii. Um, it's now it's down seven and a half. It was eight and a half yesterday. Actually, Maybe earlier today. Getting the seven and a half or Hawaii getting the seven and a half? Hawaii's getting the seven and a half at home. Yeah, that's right. I was gonna say I like Hawaii in that scenario. I, think, I, I like the over more. I think it's like fifty five. I'd rather go over 50, 53 and a half. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, using I'd rather go over. MGM, but probably about the same. Fifty three and a half, seven and a half points. I'm going Hawaii, Andrew. You're going Hawaii. Hawaii. Come on, of course, of course you are. Of course, of course. Okay. Going 12 I wanted to, so. I, we didn't really talk week zero about the games very much, so I wanted to kind of throw that in there. Um, but that is all tonight. Um, and that, again, that's the last podcast we're going to do before football <laughs> kicks off. You could, I think there could have been some more air in between that, but could have, but I respect it. I respect the decision. <laughs> Um, I've been trying to like refresh my um, Twitter search for Brew McCoy, hoping that some news breaks like while we're on here, so I can really just put it out there. But so all- you're saying that prayer circle did not work? Well, there's one guy. If you go search Brew McCoy on on Twitter and you you know do the latest things, you scroll down. Guy says that guy does not count. I know I you're hearing, looking at. Do not. I've seen all of those. I saw that and I was like, oh wait a minute. I know exactly who you're talking about. No, that guy doesn't count. There's nothing. No, nothing. Nothing. There's nothing. nothing. We have no. We will not know until Monday or Tuesday the week of. next week. And that's yeah, what I we're said. We're not knowing them. It's what I said a couple weeks ago. We won't know until the week of game. And he's going to be eligible. He's going to be eligible. Damn I'm right calling him right now. He's going to be eligible. Right, he is. All right, guys, that's all we've got tonight. Um, so um, enjoy week zero. Um, we'll be back next week to talk about what we saw and kind of get ready for week one. And, and what we didn't see. And what we didn't see in week zero. Yeah, exactly. So um, 
Enjoy the first games, man. This is awesome. We're here. We finally made it after doing shows for what six, seven months. (laughs) Which, by the way, before we have real shit to talk about, I am actually very impressed with all of us how we've maybe barring like two or three weeks where we just didn't do anything, didn't have much to talk about. We've been pretty regular on 26 episodes over the span of what six and a half, seven months. That means we did miss two or three weeks. And we did one of those draft specials, remember? So yeah, like we're we're pretty consistent. Yeah. So I'm I'm proud of us. That's we consistently it, so. don't love our family and friends. <laughs> and for that, we should be proud of. Right. All right, guys. Um, until next week. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Yes. Yeah,